Hi, everyone. Welcome to the Music of Life Church podcast. We are going to discuss the Romans 8, 38 through 39 episode. If you haven't heard it, please give it a listen. We're going to help you understand how to interact with a person who holds the man-made traditional views of what we covered in the What the Flock episode. I'm Jonathan Fries, and I'm here with Joel Swakowski. Hi, Joel. Can you remind us of the verse or verses for this episode? Hi, Jonathan. Yes. Romans 8, 38 and 39 say, For I am persuaded that neither death nor life, nor angels, nor principalities, nor powers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor height, nor depth, nor any other created thing shall be able to separate us from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus, our Lord. Thank you. What are your initial thoughts of this episode that we just recorded? Yeah, I'm excited. We're we're, we're going (laughs) right after it to talk about the companion episode, because that's what we do, people. We record one episode and go right into the commentary. Absolutely. And and for good reason, because we haven't said a thing to each other about we what, just, what we just recorded. Yeah, this is all unscripted here. So I have I'm very excited because I have a lot of experience, some very interesting conversations with other religious authorities, other pastors over this verse. Now, I can see this verse is familiar because I think a lot of people use it as an encouragement. Which it should be. But it's also, when you understand it the right way, it's a confrontation as well. And it should be. Nice. So I think it's it's easy to take these verses like this. And I've heard it largely be used as a way to essentially rationalize why, you know, for, for me to feel good about all the bad things I've done. Like, oh, I guess it doesn't matter because I'm not going to be separated from God anyways. Hmm. Or let me say this. That's great. Like it, it's amazing how merciful God is, even in the midst of all the all the bad things I have done. But this verse isn't meant for me to rationalize away those things. This verse is meant for me to take responsibility for the things I've done. So I can see this as it is an encouraging verse, and it does say a lot about God's mercy. But it's also a verse that ought to cause us to self-evaluate our walk with God. So I'm excited. I'm looking forward to getting into this Malk podcast to help people deal with other people who believe this or who have man-made tradition in the place of the word of God. Absolutely. The, the, the fact that separate is the similar word to putting away. Yeah. is just, that's mind blowing to me like that. That is so exciting. And if you, if you think about the context of this verse, in terms of how it works with marriage. Yeah. I think it makes a lot of sense what Paul is getting at. So it's like, think about this in terms of the context of marriage and how a couple, wait, is a husband going to make their wife be with them? Well, in some cases, yes, that has happened. And you know what I would classify that as abuse. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. That is, so is God an abuser? I don't think so. No, no. And so in that context, it's just so clear. It's so good Yeah. that, you know, and I look at my marriage and it's like nothing can separate 
Morgan from me except her or me. Right. Her and or it's, you. That's like, that makes sense where it's like, if we were to go through these issues, if we were, you know, if all of these things, if all these trials and tribulations happen to us as a married couple, it doesn't make us, you know, it doesn't result in us being put away from each no, other. We're not married and not in covenant anymore. Right. Because of these things that are that's happening outside of us. Yeah. That's I really, I'm really glad you brought that up. Cause that helps me understand this better where it's like, you know what? All these things that are listed are things that are going to happen to you. Mm. And here's where I see this verse a little bit more confrontational even further is all these things happen to you. Essentially, Jonathan, even when death or life or angels or principalities or powers or things present or things to come or height or depth or any other created thing happens to you. And results in you separating yourself from God. You can't blame any of those other things for being separated from the love of God. Right. None of those external forces are why you separated yourself from God. Exactly. It was a choice you made that you let your context dictate. Exactly. So even when all those bad things happen, you can still choose to walk by the spirit and God will be there with you. Absolutely. Man, that's cool. Excellent. Can you give us an overview of the damage done with this episode's verse? Yeah, you summed it up really well in the What the Flock episode. It's really what we're seeing here is the strict side doesn't understand free will versus sovereignty. And that in in a in a major effect of that is this once saved, always saved belief. And the loose side doesn't understand love and the salvation process. Yeah. Sovereignty is still just such a hot word, isn't it? Yeah, it is. I hear it all the time. Mm-hmm. I heard it today. God is sovereign. What does that mean? Yeah, yeah. That's what <laughs> Please do you, define what do you, that what word. Do you mean by that? What do you mean Please. by that? How would you handle a person who holds to the man-made belief about this verse? Well, let's take a look, Jonathan. Um, we'll we'll bring in Apostle Tater and Pastor Rich's perspectives that they shared and go through those and and we'll tack a few more onto there. What we want to do is bring you some popular options about different beliefs about these verses so that if people hold to these separate perspectives, you have at least one response or tool that you can use in how to handle these people. So let's start with Apostle Tater's perspective that, that he was willing to share with us. He said, once we're saved, nothing can make us lose our salvation. And he said, you know, the Bible says so. Yep. So this is the one saved, always saved. Once yep. you're saved, nothing can make us lose it. I could simply just ask this person, similar to what we went, covered in the in the once saved, always saved episode, is what is your measure for salvation? Or right. another way to say that is how do you know if you're really saved? You're going past the can you lose it to how do you know right. you have it to begin with, right? Yeah, and that was the big reveal in that episode. It was the season finale, season two, and and really the the confrontation within that episode was asking if you can lose your salvation is the wrong question. <laughs> the right question is how do you know if you're really saved? Because that's where everything starts from. Right. Yeah. So that's that would be the question to ask 
somebody who believes what Apostle Tater used to believe and had shared with us. Number two, we have Rich's perspective. And this we can see too is, you know, Rich used to live on that loose side. And this would have been a belief he would have previously had before we were able to to help him with restoration and all that stuff. And his, and his parents were able to bring him through that. It was awesome. But he said, the loose side would say, since people can never be separated from the love of God, it means eventually everyone ends up saved. So here I could ask, what about the verse I quoted from Matthew chapter 25, verse 46, where it says there are people who will go into everlasting punishment. I could also ask, I could go a little bigger than that and just ask, what are the causes of salvation? Or if everyone ends up being saved, what's the point of doing anything the Bible says so if we're all going to end up in heaven anyways? Exactly. Third perspective. Let's go right after this elect verse or this word elect. You know, people will say, and I, and I, again, I'll remind everybody a lot, apart from the Apostle Tater and Pastor Rich perspectives that they shared, the other perspectives that I'm sharing are from either personal experiences I have had or from popular commentaries that I've done research in. So here's the third one. Being one of the, one of the elect means... You're in for sure. You're in for sure. Hmm. Well, I could ask this person, how do I know if I'm one of God's elect? That's a good question. Again, we're getting back to similar questions, right? Where everything we're doing, again, step one is what do you mean by that word? Step two is apply that word in a different context to see if there's any contradictions that get exposed. When we ask, what's your measure? That's a similar process we're doing. It's like, how does that, like prove that out over in this context is what we're asking. I'm asking, how do I know if I'm one of God's elect? I'm taking what they said and applying it to my life, the context of my life. Mm-hmm. Another question you could ask, what would be the point of evangelizing if God's already determined who's in? So basically, so what I'm doing here again is I'm taking this concept that God has chosen ahead of time, the people going to heaven, and I'm applying that in a different area of scripture. I'm essentially asking, should we just cross out all the verses that tell us that we should evangelize? Right. Do the work of an evangelism, right? Right. You want to remove the contradiction? We need to delete all of those verses. Yep. Number four. Here's these encouraging platitude statements people like to, to use to make themselves feel good, but introduces contradictions. You know, Jonathan, God loves you so much, he won't let you go. He will not let you go. You know what? He won't, you can't get plucked out of his hand. Mm-hmm. I'd ask this person, what's God's nature? And now we're getting into the love category again, right? What does love mean? And if this is true, well, when did God start loving me and why? Like, did God love me always? Or was there, like, was it when I asked Jesus into my heart, he started loving me? 
again, all these questions are exposing contradictions and and really getting back to what's God's nature, what does love mean, how does God operate, what's salvation? Yeah, and what would you say about a a, a married couple that when someone says, yeah. "Hey, I don't want to be with you," I don't want to be with you anymore. I want to be divorced, yeah. and they go, "Too bad, you can't leave." Oh, he loves me so much, he won't let me go. Or do you feel he, trapped and controlled? Yeah, it's kind of controlling. Yeah, N- you know, too oh, bad oh, you can't. I'm in love. But th- this is where you know, again, listen to the "Once Saved, Always Saved" episode because we get into this deep. But this is the perspective people have: is well, if you were really saved, you would never choose to not be saved anymore. Well. What I mean, but but what if I did? Well, then you were never saved in the first place, which then is like, okay, so what's your measure for salvation? Bingo. Now we're back at that question. We are. Now here's number five is my favorite one. And it does take an extra step here. So I had a conversation with a pastor about this verse and I shared with him the, the ultimate answer. I said, well, you can separate yourself from the love of God. That's not listed. That That is not in that list. There's all this list of things that can, that cannot separate you from the love of God, but you are not in that list. His response was, you're adding to the Bible. Okay. I said, I'm not adding. I'm commentating on Paul's point explaining the Bible is not adding to the Bible. So that was me explaining myself. Now, here's a response you could have. If somebody accuses you of adding to the Bible in this in this context or in any other verse, when all you've done is explain what it means, because adding to the Bible would be putting extra words in it, right? I was commentating on what was already there. Nice. Yeah. Helping it make sense. Mm -hmm. One of the things I said to this pastor is, well, in the future, don't explain what the Bible says or you're in danger of, according to your own standards, adding to the Bible. Uh Ah. Now let's keep taking this further. Here's another response that this guy would have. But it says there, one of the things that cannot separate you from the love of God is any created thing. Aren't you a created thing? Yeah, but it says any other created thing. What does the Bible say? Right. Any other other created thing doesn't say any created thing. And we and we discussed this, you know, you brought this up when we went over our initial thoughts in the Malk podcast in this episode right now. And what we see is these are external forces that Paul's referring to. When Paul says any other created thing, He's, again, talking about other uh, external sources. Nice. So our internal choice from our mind, from our soul, is untouched. And the cause within us that can separate us from the love of God is internal. And I could end by saying, you know, if, if if I kept having this conversation with this pastor, ultimately it could end by saying, wait a minute. You accuse me of adding to the Bible when I commentate on it, but you <laughs> took a word away from, from the Bible. Oh, isn't, man. Isn't saying 
the Bible says any created thing versus any other created thing taking away from the Bible. So again, like, I don't want to get in a, a debate with this guy. The big points here is the questions that I asked him and the confrontation of, all right, in the future, if you're going to hold me to that standard, then you have to hold yourself to the standard of not being able to explain the Bible to your people. Man, Ouch. I that know. Ended, and that ended it. That ended it. I remember that ended the that ended the conversation we had. Okay. Like he didn't want to talk anymore. She's like, great. And I walked yeah. away and it was over. It's like, good. Now we're done. And this point is really, is really great because this this goes back to the story of Job, mm. which is it was Job's choice within himself to separate himself. He lost all that he had and all that he could do. But within him and his choices were Job's responsibility. Yes. So what does it look like when principalities can get at us? And we could look at all of these verses that death nor life, angels, principalities, powers, things present, you know, height, depth, any other created thing, all are all external. Yeah. So it's what we have. These are things that, or these are things that can affect us from the outside. They're all, they're all different types of influences. Yeah. They're all skin deep influences. Yes. Yeah. They can influence only influence us us skin deep. Skin deep. Like Joel. Then it is our choice to whether or not we're going to curse God and die, which is what Job's wife said. No, this is the third time we've mentioned Job. It's it's interesting how these, these two verses are really go back to verse 35, Romans 8, 35 through 39 does kind of give a nice commentary on the story of Job. He dealt with the worst of these external influences upon him. Totally. And wasn't separated from the love of God because he chose to stay obedient. He even he did make a mistake in the middle of this process, but he showed through his response to being confronted by Elihu that he was, you could say, uh, well, fearing God, like it says in the book of Job, or what we would say in these verses is somebody who was an elect or someone who had chosen to walk by the influence of God. Yeah, man, man that's a, cool. I love how hero. this connected to Job. Oh, right? I know. I'm like, what a hero. Yeah, Sitting here going, awful. Job, what a, what a hero, man. So finally, Joel, can you remind us what the ultimate answer is? Yeah, pretty straightforward. We are the only thing that can separate ourselves from God's love. And it would be done through our unbelief. Right. So Romans 8, 38 through 39, I want to read the verse again. For I am persuaded that neither death nor life, nor angels, nor principalities, nor powers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor height, nor depth, nor any other created thing shall shall be able to separate us from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus, our Lord. Yeah. And what we like to do in this 
podcast is we like to read it according to God's language, according to truth, according to, and we use what it is that we've, that we have learned and share about this verse from the doctrine, from the truth perspective, according to God's language. Yeah. So here's how this would read if it was translated according to God's language and the doctrine and truth in this verse. Romans 8, 38 through 39. For I am persuaded that neither death nor life, nor angels, nor principalities, nor powers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor height, nor depth, nor any other created thing. In fact, nothing but you, by your own volition, shall be able to separate us from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus, our Lord. Yeah, I feel I feel like a mental and emotional healing every time you read the the God's language version. I do. Yeah, man. It feels good in my spirit. It does. It does. And it's, and, and all we're doing here is we are, it's, it's a commentary. It is. It's a, commentary. a it's, 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 a, it's a, a translation. It's not it us is. adding to the scripture. Right. And it sounds like the people that went before us understood this, which is why we can look at examples like Job. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and our tradition has caused us to read that verse and say nothing at all, even you, is how right. people are translating that verse. Yes, and so we're trying, we're trying to bring healing, and we're trying to bring the truth back. So, excellent. Well, thanks, Joel. Yeah, thank you. This is great. Yeah, thank you to everyone who's listening. This has been the Music of Life Church podcast. If you have any questions or comments, please let us know. We'll see you next time.